Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode. In fact, the second episode. Second part. Second part. My bad. I'm sorry. The second part of... The Ninth Step Promise. That's right. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, We have had a a rousing discussion about uh, the first half of The Ninth Step Promise, which is uh, one of those readings that anybody who's attended an SAA group, uh, in fact, I think it's probably part of AA and some of the other other organizations uh, use this as well. Uh, You can find it on the internet. It's called The Ninth Step Promise, and it's powerful. It's absolutely powerful. And so we're sort of... Peeling apart the, the the promise itself and uh, and walking through what each of those things mean from an addictive perspective, and, and I think we left off with the line that our whole attitude and outlook upon life would change. Would change, yes. I talked a little bit about being never better, and how no, I I really am never better, never better. Yeah. And you know, and I, I I look back and and you know, sure I'm. Maybe not as physically fit as I used to be, or things like that. But I've never, you know, there are things like that. But no, I've I've never been in a better place. You know, I don't think I have either. If I, well, I'm confident I haven't mm-hmm. either. But more importantly, just from a mental perspective, of there's so many things that I want to work on. I, uh, uh, I a random call one day from my wife. Hey, uh, uh, work is offering a a pre-diabetes course mm-hmm. through offered through the counties here. Would you like to attend with me? It's something we could do together. Well, sure. Well, I've struggled with weight issues for a long period of time and know full well that diabetes is in my future with my family history, et cetera, et cetera. And so the opportunities that presented itself just like that, never better, really means that I'm really looking at multiple facets and multiple aspects of my life and making changes in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And recovery is the basis of all of that. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you refer to that. I'll just agree. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I would hate it if you disagree. I know. I know. No, I mean, it, a lot of things have definitely gone on there. Um, you know, there's, you know, my relationships with my kids are, are improving. Never better. Sure. Um, you know, there's definitely still issues there to work through, but every, you know, each day things are getting better right. in those moments as well as my own, you know, living arrangements. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of focusing on the negative and the chaos and, you know, the bad side of things, you know, being grateful and being on the positive side of things, you start realizing, you know, things are a lot better than they could be. Um, so, you know, and in fact, how they were. Yeah. And, you know, things continue every day to get better and improve. I'm well beyond just my, my, my clean time. I mean, there's just small little things every day, you know, that's, makes things better than they were the day before. Well, you know, we start to see a lot of these little pieces start to fall into place. Uh, you know, when something comes up, I don't feel useless. Right. I don't, I don't feel, you know, it's not, there's, well, I'm, I'm not going to feel useless. I'm not going to give into self-pity. I'm going to say, okay, what can I do about this? Mm-hmm. I know I can do something about it. Come to my, so, I can come to my own rescue. Yeah. I have yeah. the tools. Yeah. Yeah, that's a powerful, and powerful I'm, concept. And I'm going to employ that, and yes. I'm going to be grateful because I don't need to feel bad about myself because sometimes stuff happens, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. 
and there you go and it just kind of builds on each other i love the the self-seeking will slip away and that's that's a great way to describe it too it slips away it slips away quietly quietly a little at a time and then all at once right does that make sense it does a little at a time and then all at once you wake up and you think huh you know i don't need to focus on just me there's uh there's a whole universe of people and i don't want to right i don't know that i love the word slip away because i i for me I don't know when that day was. It's not like, a, you know, the day before I was so self-seeking and then the next day I wake up and go, hmm, interesting. When I'm did not that self- happen? <laughs> I'm not <clears throat> self-seeking today. Yeah. Uh, but it does. It just quietly slips away and it's no longer there. Uh, start focusing on uh, the needs of others, um, particularly uh, uh, particularly my own relationship with my wife where I realize the pain and sorrow and suffering that I've caused there and that, that you know, there needs to be some amends done. And some work to be done to, to mend that relationship. So those are important. Uh, I start thinking about all the people that have been affected in large or small ways. My children, what life was them was like for them as they were growing up in a household, living with an addict. And now I want to see if I can repair those relationships. So self-seeking slips away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of. I think it's the in Sage Three where it talks about flow. Mm-hmm. where you get into the flow and it's i think that's where it really is that where you're saying it's you know it's slow slowly slips away then it, it just takes off you know it's kind of like you're sitting in a you know in an inner tube in a little um stream you know and it takes effort to get yourself moving down you know but you're making progress as you go and then finally there's just this point where you enter into the stream and you're just flowing away mm-hmm. and that, i kind of see it as that you know it takes a little bit of effort you got to push yourself along and you, you slowly get moving down but then you finally get into that flow and it just everything seems to be easy at that point it's not easier i mean but it's easy and it's more of a second thought kind of second nature process where before you have to make a conscious effort to be doing those things right the idea of flow is actually introduced in sage two the is very sage first two? Okay. the very first chapter where he talks about sitting by a little girl on an airplane okay yeah do you remember You're that right. story yeah Love that story. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember if it was Sage 2 or 3. Well, I think it's expanded on in Sage 3, but I love the story in Sage 2 where he talks about where uh, the stewardess, uh, all these people were around this poor little girl who's flying by herself uh, all alone, and and, uh, he just takes some time to listen. All he Mm -hmm. does is listen, and she starts to share her pain and sorrow of, of divorced parents, and she's traveling back and forth between mom and dad and how painful that is, and he has some really deep insight so meaningful that it's captured the attention of everyone sitting around him and including the stewardess who yeah. all are in tears and uh, because he just sat and listened. And he talked about, at that point, he talked about that moment of flow where everything is just working. And he yeah. said, we've all experienced it. And I love the story. I really do. It's an amazing, amazing story to be so in the moment and so present. That uh, And I love the concept. So... Introduced there and then obviously expanded on in Sage 3, but it's a great concept. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Other thoughts? From we should the... do a podcast on <laughs> flow. <laughs> <laughs> we should. <clears throat> you know, um, I mean, we've kind of, we kind of hit over a couple of the other ones, you know, fair people and economic insecurity, intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Um, which kind of leads into that next one, which is we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Um, you know, for me, I definitely know that was the case. Right. Um, 
you know, when I finally decided enough is enough, I'm, I'm going to look for help. Because before it was always, I'd get caught and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get help. But this time it was me doing it. And I went to my bishop, you know, my, my religious leader. And then um, he led me to Gary. And then Gary led me to Shane. You know, and I met with Shane. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, if, if I'll work with you. But to do this, you have to go to this program, you know, Sage One. Normally, people have to wait three to four months, but it starts tonight. And it was just like within a week, I was from. You went from zero to 60. Yeah. Real fast. <laughs> within a week's time. Drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. And it was just like, I could see looking back the dominoes. It was just the right moment when I decided I was ready. And it was just like, all right, here we go. And everything just happened the way it should have. And right. the way I needed it to, and yes, I still, I still, you know, kicked my feet. I still drug them a little bit and wasn't ready. But then, the next thing happened, and then it, because I was at a point, I got, you know, I was up against the wall, but I accepted and I jumped in, and things just started spiraling, in in the right way again. Right, interesting. It's an introduction in the in in this paragraph to the idea of God doing for us things that we couldn't do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know that in the in this in the SAA program that we talk about, you know, this this uh um this higher power, if you will, and we get to divine for ourselves. And I love in this case it specifically calls out, although we know that we don't necessarily um, um from a, from an SAA perspective anyway, say, hey, you know, God's doing this sort of thing. But at least in this promise, I love the idea, this concept that there is something outside of mm-hmm. ourselves that is helping us, that's moving us along, that there's no possible way, which is what one of the bases of SAA is that we can't do this on our own. Yeah. And I love that. And I think this promise falls right into that, this idea that there is there is some source there's in the universe, in the universe, some power that is greater than ourselves, greater than each one of us individually that is helping us, that's moving us along, that's making us better than we are today than we were yesterday which is a which is a phenomenal concept i I love that so it's a powerful piece you you know listening to this line and thinking about it um i think of the years and years and years that i was caught in my addiction and went through different repeating patterns you know and there were times that i very sincerely tried to overcome it right And I believe, I absolutely believe that if there was a way for me to have done it on my own, I would have found found it. it. I would have found it and figured it out. But there there wasn't, so I didn't. And I love the line, we suddenly realized, we suddenly realized that God was doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And and so I've I've thought back and I thought, and there have been many moments, uh, Shane likes to call them God moments where you have this realization. Wow. Wow. You know, this is real. Yes. Yeah. And, and I know I've shared this on the podcast before, but the one that comes to me the most is, is, you know, when I was in that car accident and I, I still look back on it and I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed that, you know, the car barely settled. And I realized I'm in a situation and the first thought, the first thought that came to me, what is the next right thing to do? Mm -hmm. What can I do right now? 
yeah. you know, and and then comparing it to the suicide attempt and and realizing that, you know, there was a time in my life when I wanted to die, when I wanted everything to end, when I wanted to cease to be, but I was terrified of that. Right. And I felt like there was nothing else. There was nothing else for it. It was it was too late, you know. Mm-hmm. But then to be in the in the car accident realize that once again I'm I'm in a life or death situation. I'm fighting for my life and I really wanted to live because life was good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I had so much going on and I wanted to experience that. But I was perfectly okay with the idea of dying. I says if it's my time and I go, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. I'm at peace with that. And I'm so grateful to have the juxtaposition between those two experiences because because I cannot think of another way that that could have been so brilliantly illustrated to me to demonstrate that I really have changed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't, you don't pretend in situations like that when there's nobody around to, to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not performing for anybody. And, and it, it really, really, everything was different. Right. You know, and I, and, and I, I remember reflecting on it afterward, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, this is real. Yeah. It's so real. It's, it's not just nice words in a book that works for a few people. It's mm-hmm. absolutely real. If you do the work, if you're painstaking about this phase of your development, it's real. It does work. Right. And you change fundamentally. Agreed. And everything is different. Everything, everything is different. Mm-hmm. I want to, I love the word juxtapose here in what you're talking about because the irony of all of this is how much faith had been lost during our addictive periods of time. Yeah. How many times in a, in, the, in, a, in a lone moment where we've acted out and felt so incredibly alone and screamed out, God, take this from me, and felt so alone in that because it never happened, Right. I think you hit it right on the head. If I'd a, I was, there were so many things that I was trying to do on my own to resolve this particular issue. And now the juxtaposition of such that here we are in recovery with the realization that God is now doing for us things that we were unable to do for ourselves yeah. or this higher power, whatever it is that we define it as being. And I think that's powerful because I think what happens is I listen to so many so many folks who are going through this process, who are working through their steps, working through all of this this recovery stuff, faith has been lost. They've felt that. They've yeah. experienced that. They've walked away from walked away from families and and religious beliefs and understanding and churches of their choice and all of these different things because of that one thing they felt so incredibly alone. And yet here's the promise saying, no, no, no. As you start working through this sort of stuff. God has this ability then as you're moving forward and doing, working on your own recovery that he starts to enable you to do, he starts to do some things that you yourself couldn't touch. Well, and I that's mean, powerful. For me, you know, uh, looking back, you know, because I did have those moments like, what, just take this. Exactly. I, I can't do we this anymore. We all had that, yeah. But now I realize every time I was caught was an opportunity that God granted me, right. gave me. And, and I had the choice of accepting that and actually doing something with it or not. And... I chose not to, and so he's like, "All right, yeah. cool. Well, we're we're gonna um, we're gonna wait." 
I'm going to provide another opportunity. And those opportunities continued to come. And it finally got to a point where I finally made that choice. All right, I'm just done. Right. But, you know, but the whole time I was there, it's just like, why aren't you taking this away from me? Right. But looking back, you know, realizing now, suddenly realizing, wow, he was there every time. You know, kind of that, that whole footprints uh, conversation. You know, the, the one, you know, the one set of footprints. You know, he was there. He was helping. I just didn't realize it because I was so stuck in my selfishness, in my my chaos and my negative thinking to realize that those were opportunities for me to change instead of, you know, it's just my ex, or, right. mm-hmm. you know, being a horrible person and catching me or me being a horrible person and catching me. And see, I, I want to, I want to jump on the word that you used for me to change. Yeah. Because you do. Okay. The nature of life hasn't changed. Yeah. It's still difficult. Yeah. Changing my oil hasn't gotten any more difficult. <laughs> nope. Still needs to happen every so often. Yeah. But I got to think how to say this. It's not that things are less scary. It's that I'm more courageous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfectly stated. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not that... Um, <clears throat> and that comes from... That comes from turning your will over to your higher power. Yeah. That comes from turning your, your life over to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and, accept, and step three, you know, accepting that he can restore me he to can sanity. He can restore me to sanity, yeah. yeah. You know, and do you know what? I'll, I'll take it a step further and do more. Make me more than I am. Make you not only more than you are, but more than you ever dreamed you could be. Yes. yes. You know, give it a go, and you're going to find that before, before you're halfway through, you'll say, I could not have even conceived that my life could be like right. this. Right. You know? I'm a, I've stated over in our podcast over and over and over again, I'm a big advocate of instead of sort of changing your whole universe of, of religious belief and trying to come to some understanding in something that you've never experienced before, to really work these steps through the understanding of how you were raised in relation to a higher being. And the reason why I think that's so important is because I think you need to understand how it affected your acting out behaviors, mm-hmm. but now on the recovery side of that, as you listen to that particular comment, you need to understand how it is that he then is, this higher power is now blessing mm-hmm. or influencing your life. Both of those are incredibly powerful, Yeah, and it's a big, big deal to understand Well, that. and our belief in God could be skewed. Exactly. I mean, for me, it was definitely skewed, because I grew up with a very uh, abusive, mm-hmm. iron-fisted father. Right. You know, and so God, in my opinion, was that way. You know, Old Testament, that's how I saw it was, you know, God was this iron-fisted. Wiped you off the face of the earth. (laughs) But going back and reading the Old Testament, you know, you know, Moses walked up into Egypt, what, seven times? Okay. And each time was like, hey, let him go. You know. Ten, actually. Or ten, excuse me, ten. So in my, you know, in in the past, it was just like, man, he was just this horrible person, like constantly plaguing them. But no, it was like, hey, it was kind of like, you know, your child that does something wrong. You continue to say something, but you have to give a little bit of a consequence, you know. And as that behavior continues, that consequence has to get worse. And so looking back on that now, I see that, no, he was, even to the Egyptians, he was being really loving and kind, like giving him 10 chances, Right. To, for them to happen. And then finally had to go, like, I, I've given you enough. I, I hate to do this, but I have to deal out this worst consequence. And that was finally, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. But they could have done it at one and just said, all right, we're done after the first one. But yeah. it, it took 10. Right. 
And that, that's a very loving thing to do because it could have just been angels in, my, my, my people are going, let's go. Yeah. 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 I, I like, there's, a, there's an old turn of phrase that when you talk about the spirituality, your religion of your youth, the teachings of your youth, mm-hmm. I, I think don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. Oh, yeah. There, exactly. is, there is so much there, you know, Go through it, but make sure you don't throw the the baby out with yeah. the bathwater because there's stuff there. There is. I think it's really important because I think it's relevant to understand those nights that we cried out, why it was that he was not there, or at least that we felt that he was not there, and how that affected our own addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. That may be central to our acting out behavior. That may be a key component depending on the kind mm-hmm. of religiosity that you experienced growing up. And so consequently then understanding that. And then the reverse of that is, is when you hit the recovery side of things mm-hmm. uh, to understand this very phrase of how it is that this higher power, this God, if you will, is doing for thing, doing things for you that you yourself uh, couldn't do for yourself. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. All right, guys. Last paragraph. Are these extravagant promises? They are not. No. They are not. They are not. Yeah, I love the, uh, this is the This is the final sentence of the ninth step promise. Uh, you know, are these extravagant promises? We think not. Um, we're, we're seeing them happen every single day, sometimes immediately, sometimes, uh, what is, what's exactly sometimes the word? Slowly. Sometimes, sometimes slowly. slowly. They will always materialize if, if we, we work for them. If we work for them. And do you know what? That is, that is absolutely my sen- sentiment. Yeah. Yes. And there have been moments in my life when it has come very quickly, immediately, like the moment I needed it, it yes. was there. Yes. There have been yeah. other times that it's taken years and years. And there are still some things that I'm still in the process, you know. <laughs> but you know yeah. what? Isn't that but, a beautiful thing? <clears throat> absolutely because it is. Because it's, it's, it means that we're constantly moving forward, forward and upward, if you will, right? And uh, I mean, if it were given to us all at once, I don't think that we would appreciate, nor would we understand it. It would yeah. be... It would be so overwhelming to us that it would probably uh, prevent us from, from moving forward in a meaningful or you, way. Or you'd slip back into a exactly. self-entitled, <laughs> poor pity me. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, it's no different than gardening. You know, if you do the right steps, you know, plant the seeds the right way, water it, do the right things, you know, you gen- generally see the, the, you know, the, the seedlings sprouting and coming up. It's called the law of the harvest. Yeah, if there's you no don't possible way do to harvest right. in the fall of what you haven't yeah. planted in the spring. Yeah, and yeah. if you don't do it right, sometimes that's a slower process. Yes. You know, sometimes it'll take longer for those seedlings to sprout. Um, I mean, you can't just look at the you know a patch of dirt and say, "All right, grow something." Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you plant the seeds and then realize that well, I didn't prepare the soil. I better, <laughs> better <laughs> dial it back a step and try again next season. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But. But it does work. Yeah. It does work. Yeah. It absolutely does work. Yeah. And I, I can say that I know that. I know that for a fact for myself. Right. I've, I've seen it manifest itself too many times in too many different ways that, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to give over to the process and just keep going because guess what? I'm never better. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's just so true. Good. It's just so true. Good. And I love that comment. Are these extravagant promises? No. Are these things that we're asking? Are these things that we're asking for so far out in left field that uh, that they're considered extravagances, if yeah. you will? 
extravagant in their in their nature and i love that he's like no these aren't extravagant at all these are these are things that are happening happening amongst us every single we day witness it. we witness it yeah. and to be a witness of that is a big deal before our podcast started we were sharing some stories of of some of the folks of whom we've been working with for quite some time and how different they are today when you and i first started yeah and when yeah. they were first, you know, first introduced to this program, because we're witnesses to that path. And, and do you know what? I love, and I've seen this happen a number of times. You know, you look at somebody and you say, oh, that, I don't know. And then you watch it and it's like, wow, wow. Yeah. I could not have imagined based on where that person was, that they would be where they're at. Right. And I'm sure, I'm so sure that so many people looked at me that way. <laughs> this guy hasn't got a chance. Oh, I already know Shane said that about me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy's going nowhere. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> in, in, in fact, uh, you know, multiple times he's, he's talked about, like, you know, if you ever, you know, if you, you get divorced and you end up dating and you find yourself getting married to someone, you know, do 10... I think it's 10 sessions of uh, re- relationship, relationship therapy, therapy, but don't come to me. You know, that's what he's always said. Well, when's la- the last time I was there? He's like, oh, no, you're definitely with me. So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I got the badge of honor or something? Yeah. I don't know. But, um, y- you know, I- I've definitely come a long way, and I know uh, there's probably been other people that have said mm. the same thing. Like, man, that guy's just off his rocker. No, but I've, I've seen it in the lives of others. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it yeah. in you guys. Right. You know? It's very real. It is. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll promise anybody who's out there doing it, if you are painstaking about this phase of your development, you will, you will see this stuff come to fruition in yeah. your own life. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the, 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 the kind of the, the, the caveat that you have to painstakingly do this. And it's not just a every now and then thing. It's you got to do it daily. Uh, and intentionally do it. And as long as you're doing that, then you're going to be moving forward. You have a chance. You have yeah. a fighting chance. of uh, And a good one. Right. Yeah. Right. You're That's... worth your own best effort. And if you do it, you'll be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Powerful stuff. Very. Powerful stuff. Well, I think we've run out of time on we have. second uh, part, two. Or part two of, uh, of, of this particular promise. And I love this promise. I, I highly recommend it to anybody who's working the path of recovery. Uh, make it a... Make it your screensaver. Make it whatever it is because it's really that powerful to pay attention to. So with that, this is Mike saying do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.